0: live from, from the stu- studio. studio. I'm Jimmy Mer- Seleski. Glazer. I'm Eric Glazer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Eric Glazer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who was going to go first. <laughs> and we are live. <laughs> and we're live. It is Tuesday around 8 p.m. 8-ish. Eight ish. Who, who cares if we're not on time? You know, we're mm-hmm. fashionably late. This is our show. Fashionably we can late. do whatever the hell we want. This
1: week, you thought I was drinking an Amps. I'm actually drinking a Bud Light Lime. Still, the beer for whatever happens, but it's nice out. What uh, What do you think I'm drinking? If I had to guess, I'd say that is a Moscow Mule. Uh, not close at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then let me get a second guess. All right. Check out the straw. The, the straw. See the straw. The straw is yellow, and okay. it's like a little stirring straw. It's a cocktail straw. Close. It is a spaghetti noodle. No, (laughs) very hard spaghetti noodle
0: if you guys are just listening to the audio version of this trust me that looks like a spaghetti noodle it does it's a um it's a a Kentucky Capri Sun
1: oh shit what goes in that whiskey and Capri Sun
0: yeah nice I just just made it up
1: (laughs) Kentucky Capri baby I like that shit
0: I like that shit. And yeah, it is, the, the Capri on straw is like the perfect size for like a stirring straw. And there. it works as a straw, you know? There you go, baby. That's good shit. Also, it's not a dry pasta noodle <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that you can't sip through. <laughs> Important that we also get that out in the oven. Eric is not drinking
1: through a spaghetti noodle. Although I have been to several bars in my previous history in which they use spaghetti noodles as straws which I okay. think is a better alternative than the paper straw.
0: Yeah. Cause it's not gonna um, break down as easily, but mm-hmm. wouldn't it get the drink like starchy? I guess. Would you like start tasting it? I don't know.
1: I kind of remember there being a spaghetti esque flavor to my drink <laughs> when I was doing it. <laughs> But, but I, I did but,
0: get a spaghettio's cocktail. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but also there's a paper-esque dr- taste to my paper straw, so I'm like, what do I want? Do I want a dry spaghetti noodle taste or a paper taste or just a fucking plastic taste which is my favorite.
0: Spaghettio and bo, dude. Yes. All of those fancy beer cocktails. Mhm. <laughs> So you said you have been you've been self quarantining again. I thought you already were self quarantining, dude. Well, I mean, I out so like what I mean is since I have been out to multiple protests now. Yes, um, you are officially a protester. I'm trying to get the T-shirt. If you go to all ten of them, <laughs> I went to ten protests, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. And all I got was no police reform and, and probably t-shirt. coronavirus. <laughs> no, but yeah, I went to um, I went to another protest uh, last Friday. Um, it was down at city hall. It was less of a March. It was more of just kind of like a congregation and just passing the mic and letting people, you know, say what they want to say. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was even more low key than the other one that I went to. There's still a lot of people there, but like, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> the weirdest part of it was one of the person's speeches ended with, be, like, one of, the, like, the, it's kind of like hack, where it's, like, look to the person left to you, look to the person right of you, tell them that you love them, mm. and then everyone in the crowd just started hugging each other, and, mm. like, and I was like, no. <laughs> no,
1: that's <laughs> no. not what he said. <laughs>
0: look at the person left to you. Cough on that motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, that that one I definitely stayed away from people. Did you hug anybody? Did you hug Liz? We yeah we hugged, but um but we didn't like hug any. We we're far away from strangers and like, cause the the first one we went to was so like, at least for me it was like jarring because it was like fucking. We were walking down Baltimore Street just like mm-hmm. butt to butt and yeah, and it's like we're all. Just transmitting this disease if it's yeah. around here right now. <laughs> We're playing a big ass game of telephone with coronavirus <laughs> through like eight blocks of Baltimore Street.
1: <laughs> well, I think I was talking about this. I did the uh, I did um, the trap podcast with Matt and Sig as, in I produced it, and obviously said a lot more stuff on the podcast than <laughs> than a regular producer than would. a regular producer. <laughs> I always, I always like whenever I'm producing somebody else's podcast, I always think like, all right, what would young Jamie on the Rogan experience do? So then I pull up the completely wrong video, but also and then talking <laughs> to the mic from 20 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a good podcast today, but we were talking afterwards. And um, I was saying that I think I, I've noticed that this reopening phase has been happening like a lot faster than I thought it would. Like I had imagined it would. Like I thought like it was gonna be like when we moved into phase one that it was gonna be like a another month before we went into phase two, and then it was gonna be like another three months before we went into phase three or whatever. But like phase one was enacted like at the beginning of June and now we're going into cool. phase
0: two. Yeah, it happened like uh it was like Monday, right? And Monday mm-hmm. was the start of phase one.
1: For I think for the city, I guess for the city. I think for the yes. city, yeah. Yes, yeah. But for the county, I think we've been in phase two since Friday, which I didn't know that that was specifically just the county. So last wow. week on the podcast, we were discussing how I really wanted to play at the Fed Hill Merit because that was my dream gig, essentially for obvious reasons. And mm. uh, some a, a listener of the podcast sent me a screenshot of... The Maryland phase two laws. And they were like, you might get that dream gig after all, because phase Ooh. two in Maryland started last Friday at uh, 5 p.m. And my gig. Was it 6 p.m.? So Ooh, my <laughs> so very my media. You're cutting it close. <laughs> cutting it very close. Like, dude, as soon as you guys can open at exactly five, I will be down there and set up by six. No fucking problem. But then I realized, oh wait, okay, the city's still behind on that. So I almost thought for a second I was like, this is a, a god given miracle. <laughs> but lo and behold, that that has passed, and uh, didn't get to play that. I still have yet to play an actual gig, but uh, things are starting to pop up on the horizon like uh our friends at atlas restaurant groups uh i didn't your friends yeah my friends my friends at atlas (laughs) restaurant groups uh are they are doing a mandate i thought this was kind of cool i thought it was kind of cool but also i was like damn this is gonna require me to wake up early but basically they are doing a mandatory uh coronavirus training session for all their staff including their musicians wow and so we have to all log... They have, like, two meetings. And we have to all log in at a specific time on the Zoom meeting
0: okay, and, like, yeah. be present. It would be funny if, like, they just all packed you into, like, a small little room for the coronavirus yeah. safety yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: They still have, like, the signs up at their door that's, like, no masks, no hats, no jerseys. So then everyone yeah. has to take their mask off. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the first one was for scheduled for yesterday at 10 a.m., yeah. And uh was your eye itching? What was that? Yeah, I think I think it's allergies or I think I'm allergic to fucking lying. But uh <laughs> But it was scheduled for that time, and uh I fully intended on attending it, but then I realized, oh my god, I haven't been expected to wake up at be ready by 10 a.m. in so long. So Dude, I woke yeah. up at 10:30 and was like, Well, there goes that.
0: <laughs>
1: That's out the fucking window. But they have a second one. Okay. Uh, coming up this week, which I ha- I guess I I need to attend. <laughs> you must. I must. But Jeez. it's cool that they're doing that. I'm kind of curious to see what it's gonna be. Like, am I gonna have to fucking like wear a mask and I'm singing? Because that'll
0: be that'll be weird. That'll be hard. <laughs> that'll be very hard. Speaking, that'll be very difficult. Speaking from doing something in a mask entertainingly, it's hard. Yeah. And my immediate thought was like, dude, if I gotta go and sing with a mask,
1: I might rather just not because I feel like that'd be weird, but now I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll Your do Your face is going
0: to get so sweaty. <laughs> that's yeah. what
1: happened to me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's cool that they're taking those precautions. Obviously, as a, as a whole, things are starting to play out. As I had imagined, it's, you know, every single place that's reopened, essentially, has either cut back shifts or um, cut back rates for how much they're paying. Yeah. So... That's like something that I was kind of anticipating and now I'm like, okay, so when I do go back in, it's, it's not gonna be the same amount of money and it's not going to be as often. And so now it's kind of put me in a different mode where I'm like, all right, so maybe this whole thing working at seasons might've been a good, a good play, you know? True. Yeah. But, uh, overall I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to go back mostly, mostly because, um, in the County, Uh, the other thing I have noticed aside from the reopening process is that things, I thought things would be way less normal than they were when they opened up. Like when I went down to fells, uh, the first weekend that they allowed for like to go drinks outside on the streets. Um, even then it was kind of like, okay, like, you know, I still kind of feel like I'm chilling a little bit. It doesn't feel like that. I actually enjoyed being outside. In fact, I've seen on Facebook that uh, on Facebook, so you know it's real and true, 100%, but uh, that they're considering making, because right now it's kind of like a, a fake law, I guess, that like you can just get to go drinks in, in fells and just walk around in the streets and like technically you're not supposed to be drinking out in the streets, but also technically that's the only place you can drink so it's like yeah. all right what are we doing here what are we doing here you know kind of like the same thing where it's like a stay-at-home order but also restaurants are opening up so it's like yeah there's a bunch of like well weird- it's
0: interesting like most cities are like turning into new orleans right now
1: which i think is dope dude i think first of all i think that fell's point should always have had the you're allowed to drink in the street laws I personally think that's the perfect place to do it. Like you, you section off those blocks of bars and you allow each bar to have their own policies. Like you can't come in here with a drink from somewhere else. You can't do this. You can't do that. But like, it always made sense to me that like, yeah, if it's summertime, like, yeah, you should be walking around the streets, dude. That's what Fell's Point's all about, bro. You know? Um, but also I've always thought that like, just in general, we should be allowed to drink outside, which is why I continue to do it in my own daily life. But, uh, Yeah, other than that, I went to, um, this past weekend, I went to the Towson bars, and uh, same deal, all outside, just, uh, I went to the point, was my first Towson outing, and uh, they rebuilt the whole back patio, it looks beautiful oh and I they bet. Had, yeah
0: that's like the only place you can drink though
1: yeah but they like they like made like a full bar and everything like it's a totally active bar they built like a whole roof and everything it's sick they have the music outside now hell yeah and like i was kind of thinking like dude i kind of when i come back and play here i kind of just want to play outside like this is
0: way cool that'd be sick because then you could yeah. jam right into the back of Towson best yes and, and speaking of Towson and Towson best back, dude <laughs> Towson best is open again
1: i got sushi Damn. for them today i got Fuck. sushi for them today very I excited. Up there
0: today. I was up there really? today. I got, yeah, I got Burger Brothers. But I, I didn't know Towson Best was open. I just really wanted like wings and chicken yeah. tenders, so I was like, I'll go Burger Brothers. Burger Brothers, not Burger Bros. You're going for the oh, full yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going for the Fool Burger Brothers. Yeah. I like to keep it formal.
1: But yeah, my brother spent like $48 on sushi today from San Sushi too. And I was like, why didn't you call up Thousand Best? He's like, they're closed, bro. And I was like, the fuck they are, dude. There's no way they're still closed. And I called him up. And I was like, it rang twice. And I was like, no, don't do it. Don't no. go to the voicemail. And then he picked up, Thousand Beds not going to help you. And I was like, yes, yes. Let me get a lunch special, please. He's like, all right, <laughs> man, calm down. It's like, dude, you don't know how much I've been waiting for this.
0: <laughs> Damn, fuck, if only I knew. Yeah. I totally would to have gotten thousand best today. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, it was, uh, it all together, like a good, a good weekend to kind of like, like everything's still kind of in limbo a little bit. Like the point closed at 11, like every bar is like closing at weird times. And I'm just kind of sitting there like, like, why? I don't, I don't like, if you're going to be open with these rules, I don't understand why you got to close early, but like some bars are open later. Uh, so we were walking back, we walked past the Kent and, uh, they were closed, and we were like, "Fuck!" So we were like, "All right, we're we're taking
0: it home, boys." I was with, I was with Alex, and wait, uh, what about? His, aren't they in the backyard though, or like in the parking lot? Yeah, uh, the, the backyard, dude. Yeah, the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, no, they they do it in the back, the back. Can't even say the backyard now. They do it in the parking lot, the which happens backyard. to be in the back. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but they still close it like midnight. So then we had to go. We were just planning on walking home. Me. Uh, Zach and Alex and then we stumbled into rec room and they were still open on the patio
0: and so we chilled there did some rec roomy things I feel like they're the most prepared for this whole situation like they their got back it The patio was so big
1: yeah dude and it's like I mean what better week to introduce people back into this shit than this past week which has been awesome weather like literally it's been like I wouldn't have been inside anyway so I didn't even yeah. notice anything Like, I feel like we're always chilling outside. Who wants to be inside on a nice day? I've never understood those people, those people, inside
0: people. Bro, it's nice.
1: It's nice. You and I went outside. outside.
0: Exactly. I I consider myself an inside person. (laughs) (laughs) I consider
1: you an inside person too, but not when we're fucking out at the bars, dude. Very true. It's called going out to the bars, not called going into the bars. That's all I'll say about that. (laughs) That's all that needs to be said about that.
0: Damn, dude. (laughs) We just needed this virus to prove you right. Mm, yes. <laughs> That's all i waiting for. It. I've yeah, waiting. finally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we did that on Friday night. Nice evening. And then uh, Saturday, Saturday was like a very, uh, one of my favorite days ever, honestly. I went to the studio in the morning-esque time period, which like essentially is 2 p.m. for me. So I went yeah, to the at sure. two p.m. Same here. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Everybody know, gets it. I'm still
0: getting the sleepies out of my eye.
1: Yeah. So I went there. I met up with John and um, Joe from the band, and we sat in the studio for like six hours. I think I think all together in the course of six hours, we laid down four measures worth of shaker tracks. Uh, not the most productive day, I would say. However, a lot of experimentation was done, which is what I was explaining to Joe. It's like you get to these points. In song production, where at first it's like you write the drum part, then you have the bass line, then you have the the rhythm guitar concept, and you get a vocal melody, and then as it narrows down to finalizing the song, it's very minuscule, intricate little things that you're doing that like you could spend like we did six hours trying to find the exact perfect guitar effect for a section or something like that. But that's what it is. So you leave the studio having not recorded anything and Joe was like dude what do we do today and I was like we did a lot bro trust me we did a lot <laughs> and it also so happened that um our studio neighbors only one of them lives there now because mm-hmm. there used to be like the the trio Paige Noah and Sam yeah. who would always pop through the podcast and like chill with us and then Paige moved up to New York and Sam moved downtown and uh but Noah still lives there on the upstairs floor above the newly uh the new carpet cleaner guys that live downstairs i gotta say <laughs> seem like nice dudes i've never chill yeah. with them though dude never chill with them though um but they it was noah's birthday so all dude, them honestly back in
0: carpet cleaner guys that could be huge for the studio that could
1: be huge for the studio my house anywhere i've ever <laughs> resided <laughs> anywhere i've ever set foot in could use a carpet cleaner yeah But uh, I've yet to like strike up a relationship with them. But uh, yeah, it was Noah's birthday. So Paige was back in town. Sam was back in town. Marcella's cousin who we met was there. Everybody was chilling. I walked over to the cookout after the studio session at like 630. And we were just all chilling there playing fucking spike ball, which is uh, the ultimate mid-20s white person sport. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Exactly, bro. You know (laughs) what it is? I meant to say mid-20s young professional yuppie sport. And you and I are unfamiliar with that because we we stay on our own lane. Yeah. But it's like you have this like bouncy we net we
0: don't make a lot of money. Yeah. We <laughs> don't make enough money to know what to spike buy ball a spike is. Spike ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thousands <I> re- <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to this
1: girl once, the girl who used to work with your brother and uh, I called her and then she like texted me back fifteen minutes later, she was like, What's up? Sorry I missed it. I was playing spike ball and I was like, Yeah, right. <laughs> the fuck is Spikeball? And that's probably when she realized, this guy doesn't make enough money to, to hang out with me anymore. <laughs> You don't even know what spike ball is. Do you have any friends that have salaries? No. <laughs>
0: Do any of your friends have weekends off to play childhood games again because we have too much money? No? Too much money. No. I'm sitting there playing fucking nothing, bro. Um, so Wait, you,
1: you don't play in the adult athletic leagues? Yeah. Like, you don't. Fell's Point? Yeah. You don't play in Volo City, bro? Where's your Volo City <laughs> when you go out? Instead of your white t-shirt, where's your Volo City shirt? sorry I don't make enough money sorry
0: (laughs) sorry. I I have to work those nights sorry
1: (laughs) their whole motto (laughs) at Volo City is uh, I think it's uh, we play so they can play too Cause I guess like they play and then they like fund the league so that other people can play, but I feel like I'm the other people. I'm like <laughs> we play so Jimmy can also maybe <laughs> eventually figure out what Spikeball is. <laughs> but anyway, so they're playing that. It looks like a really fun game. Um, look it up, guys. It's cool. There's like a little net. It's a big beach game, and they also had can jam. Which is uh like the where's like two trash can looking esque things, and you throw the frisbee, and you have to like jam it in the can or whatever. Lots of new cookout sports. I I all I'm up to speed with is like cornhole and like horseshoes. I feel like horseshoes is much more boomer. I've never been to a person yeah, a age cookout.
0: School. Yeah, dude, they have like horseshoe things at the American Legion. That should that's tell cool. you something.
1: Yeah, but the American Legion also has uh. Pole, shuffleboard. Which is shuffleboard that is the oldest school of all bar games i think for sure but shuffleboard like the outside version where you have like the pole and shit that is yeah, like, like on beyond, like a cruise deck yeah that's like beyond boomer that's like generation that's like what do they call those before the greatest generation the greatest generation plays outside shuffleboard boomers play horseshoes gen xers play
0: uh Dungeons video games, (laughs) board (laughs) games. Yeah. play Sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Millennials. We play cornhole and we play like
0: we play bop it. We play fucking. Yeah. 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 I was like, dude, I see you guys playing (laughs) spike ball. If any of you
1: guys broke out the fucking bop it right now, I would fucking take it to the hole. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we were playing a couple of those games and whatnot. And it was a nice time. Like it was like. It was like, you know, they're all from Harford County, so, like, they don't give a flying fuck about all the, all the shit. So they're just having a grand old time. There's probably, like, 12 people there cooking out. Nobody was, like, dancing and making out and stuff. But, like, we were eating some burgers, hanging out. And, you know, I live next door, so I was just the guy from next door. <laughs> Which gives me free reign, dude. There's not even a fence between us. I'm coming over. Plus, I was invited. And, uh, and then I hit up Mehedi and uh, the delivery driving shit, has knocked my car like on its last legs like really this whole weekend i was got that car i mean like tire wise though okay okay, literally its last legs to get even more metaphorical it needs a new pair of shoes Perfect. Yeah. I, I can get behind that one. Yeah. It needs, needs a new pair of shoes. You get uh, shoes before you get new legs. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Every time my fucking shoes get a hole of know, I'm just like, dude, I got to fucking,
0: I'm trying get to get rid some, of some all fucking of
1: it. <laughs> purebred Italian legs. this time. I'm not taking my shoes off, dude. I'm just getting rid of the whole fucking bottom section. So, so like, Every one of my tires had a screw in them. And, like, I've been trying to keep up with them, trying to, like, pop them out, plug them. But it's so, like, tedious to have to keep doing that and jacking up your car all the time and doing it. And finally, I just got to the point where I was like, all right, my front tire is literally a spare tire now because it won't stay... It won't stay inflated for more than, like, four hours. Yeah. It'll, like, pump up and then just be totally deflated in the next whatever. My back tire is losing its entire inflation over the course of three days. So is the other back tire. I only have one tire that I can depend on
0: at this time. Well, at least when you, like, buy new tires, you can just be like, all right, let me get four new tires. That's what I (laughs) did. And I'll keep the one as a spare that wasn't busted.
1: Yeah. I dropped $540 on tires today, dude. Jesus. Jesus. There wasn't like, like a quarantine sale, not really. Damn. Maybe maybe I don't know how much. mark markup, called. dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. He was You're like
0: your first sale in three months.
1: <laughs> Luckily, the, my mechanic is like a family mechanic kind of. So like I trust him. I played in that band Denim and Lace with him for like three years. So like we're yeah. cool. That is, I've said it before. You gotta have. You gotta have a friend that does car work. The last thing you ever want to do is go to a random ass mechanic because they will fucking they'll do something to you so he hooked me up with four new tires and uh yeah it was uh but before that i called up mahetti because i was planning on going down to fed that night but i was like dude honestly i'm on a spare tire i'm on two other tires that i can't depend on at all i don't think i'm ready to just drive downtown i got to finish out this whole weekend's worth of driving shifts and shit so like damn i'm down to chill but, like, you might just Come have to roll here, up to me. Please. Yeah. And plus, he was down for it because you can't do shit down in, like, the city right now compared to what you can do in Towson. So he was like, all yeah. right, yeah, I'll I mean, dude, up. there's
0: probably more people up there than
1: legally could be in a bar. Definitely, definitely. Now, don't get me wrong. The bars weren't crazy packed. It was, Honestly, let me put it this way. I wish that this was always what bars were like. Like, okay. the amount of people that were at Rec Room and at the point... Unless I'm playing. If I'm playing, I want it to be fucking wall to wall, obviously. But if I'm just chilling, this is like the ideal amount of people. I've never been more comfortable just chilling. Like you can hear yourself talk, the music's yeah. in the
0: background. It's like a Monday night at a bar, but on a weekend.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was like it was like the perfect amount. And uh, so he came up here. We went out to, uh, I think we went to the rec room again. You know, cause it was like, that's, that was, that's my new favorite place right now, dude, <laughs> for reasons we'll get into later.
0: Yeah.
1: But, uh, and then, uh, so we, we were drinking there for a bit with, uh, Zach and Mahetti. Alex's neighbor, but not Alex. Cause Alex okay. went out drinking earlier that day. Uh, and everyone at the bar, when I showed up, was like, oh, dude, you just missed Alex. Like, he was so <laughs> fucked up, he just, like, stumbled home, and I Aww. think he just passed out. And I was like, yeah, he was... I literally got off the phone with him an hour ago, and then I texted him, like, 30 minutes later, and I just never heard back from him, and I was like, "I that's obviously what the fuck happened, you know? <laughs> that's classic Alex move.
0: Saturdays. Well, I mean, he's... I'm sure he's just, like he's ripping to go out like i oh, knew yeah. he was he's such like an outdoor cat you know mm-hmm. alex thrives yeah he thrives like, in yeah, the environment so i'm sure he just like went back a little too hard yeah so he was understandable totally to the totally. Best of us.
1: totally and uh so that was like the it's always like the weird thing like when you're hanging out with somebody for the first time without your glue you know what i mean
0: yeah like it's like it, yeah you don't have well and that's always weird it'd be weirder if maddie wasn't there Like, it was just you and him. Yeah. Because then the dynamic is so different, because it's usually three people. It's you, you Alex, and him. You need a third
1: person. You need to be three dudes at a bar at minimum. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like, if if, if it's like a not weekend night, like, you can catch a happy hour with your boy and sit at the bars. But, like, if it's like a weekend night, you kind of have, you got to have at least the trio, dude. You got to have the tripod, just for social dynamics, you know?
0: Yeah. So, uh, I hit up Zach. And I like, mean, to be fair, we could totally dynamic duo any oh yeah, situation. We could do it. We could do it. We you got to do you it.
1: Gotta, like I, even like, but with,
0: for yeah. if you're like a new friend, a new friend, dude. Yeah. You
1: need to have that three way dynamic. You need to have him say something, and then it doesn't necessarily have to be me who says the next thing. It could be this but guy. You could
0: throw something else in. You could yeah. tag it. You could you know,
1: the flow is better that way. So uh, we're all hanging out. We're out at the bars. I don't know what time we decided to go back because I got pretty fucking trippy-rippy that night. And then Zach was like, you want to go back to my condo? And I was like, uh, let's go back to my spot. I don't even know how I convinced him. I don't even know why <laughs> I convinced him. But for whatever reason, I just had a hunch that my spot was the place. So we're walking back. And when I get back to the door, I walk into my apartment, classic mode. My brother's got like, seven people over he's got <laughs> like some chicks over i was like yo this is sick not oh not because like i know these girls are my friends they're yeah. my friends but like they're also happen to be super hot so like when you're hanging out with lord leisure for the yeah. first time, and you just randomly stumble into your apartment to yeah, a bunch of nines. Yeah, during quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> during quarantine, to a bunch of fucking nines rumbling around. You're like, I was like, dude, I look like the boy right now. <laughs> Great first impression. Jeez. Great first impression. And, like, obviously, my brother and his friends are all fucked up. And, like, they're, you know, they're we all were on the wrestling team in high school, so, like, obviously... A bunch start of wrestling. dudes. We start wrestling. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, like, trying to... I, I walk in. We don't have shot glasses anymore for some reason. I don't know what the hell happened to all of our shot glasses. So, I was like, yo, let's get some Evan shots out of these wine glasses. We take a couple pulls of the Evan. Walk back to the couch. Mahedi's sitting on the couch. Zach's sitting on the couch. I try to walk out of the room. And all of a sudden, I got Dom and his friend Scotty on my legs not letting me go <laughs> anywhere, dude. They're not letting me go. And I'm like, bro... Ugh. Let me walk to the kitchen, man. I'm trying to make myself a drink. This guy was like, nah, man, come on, man. What you got, bro? And I was like, bro, you don't want this smoke right now, dude. Trust me, you don't want this smoke, dude. You guys were wrestling. That's cool. But then daddy is
0: home now. <laughs>
1: Daddy's, Daddy's home. home It's time
0: to play yeah. <laughs>
1: Fucking walk into the door fucking, How y'all fucking feeling <laughs> Fucking crowd goes wild <laughs> fucking, The crowd hates Jimmy Celeste yeah. Fucking walk
0: into the house a Mic drops from your ceiling <laughs> He starts talking
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of talk <laughs> But you So then it became like a Royal Rumble ladder match In my fucking Damn. apartment
0: And a Dom free... was cheating him Dom and, was cheating him, him, him and did? his fucking teammate came in the ring at the same time. Dude,
1: but luckily, I'm almost 28, bro. I have man strength, bro. Th- oh, yeah. now, I'm starting to get it now. I think Dom's probably getting in the next couple years. He's out wait for it. I think I now have it. Yeah. I was fucking, I fucking, like, strangled Dom with my fucking hand. <laughs> 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 There's blood all over the carpet.
0: Bro. Oh, my God. Holy shit, dude. You be fine. Knee-
1: my well my knees if you could see my knees right now dude they would disagree my knees are all fucked up my neck is still sore all kinds of shit they did event i will say they did eventually tap me out the two of them they got me like one of them had my legs dom got on top of me put me in an arm bar and i was just like Uh, it was one of those moments I gotta
0: grow up some more
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was one of those moments of clarity where I was like all right I don't need to tap right now but also if I don't tap Dom's probably gonna pull harder because he's blacked out and I'm not gonna know that my arm is broken because I'm blacked out yeah so I just fucking tapped and I was like all right just and also I was like super out of breath (laughs) super fucking out of breath (laughs) I was like you know what I'm tapping out because you fucking earned it and then uh you know classic situation Mahetti's on the couch and fucking we get in a big ass like political debate it's just like all the good stuff you want out of a night you know it was like everything from like you you start out the day you get some music stuff done then you go to the bars with your then you go to the cookout see some old friends then you go to the bars with your boys you come back there's a fucking royal rumble in your apartment you're drinking there's people running around <laughs> damn dude you had
0: an eventful ass day
1: very nice Saturday and of course well, you know the you next- do before
0: all of that before all of what? All of the events. Was that the band day too? That was the same day. This, oh is, all God, day. this is all one day. This is all one day.
1: That was like my best one of my one of my favorite Jeez. Saturdays in a while.
0: That was like a pent up day from just staying in too long. Yeah,
1: dude. Just everybody and of course I wake up in the morning at the exact time I was supposed to already be at seasons, like exactly <laughs> eleven AM. I was like, I should <laughs> be walking in the door right now. <laughs>
0: can't find my fucking phone yeah, still got to refill the air in your tires <laughs> yeah.
1: my tires are flat <laughs> fucking can't like i'm like i'm just like super fucking hung over there's blood all over my floors like there's like oh blood God, stains dude. everywhere jesus and i was just Christ. like you really uh, need to
0: meet those carpet cleaners <laughs> jesus
1: and i walk into seasons and And uh, like I said, I didn't have my phone because I couldn't find it. And uh, I walk into Seasons 15 minutes late and I overhear the owners, Matt and Pete, at Seasons discussing. Matt's like, where the fuck is Jimmy? Where the fuck is he? Blah, blah, blah. And Pete's like... Bro, he'll he'll be here eventually. You know, he'll, he'll he's he's probably walking in the door right now. That's how it works. And as soon as I hear that, I turn the corner. He's like, "See, I fucking told you, he's here." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah, so I fucking love working here. Hell it's the yeah. fucking best. And they were just like, "You fucking went out drinking last night." I was like, "Did I ever?"
0: <laughs> just blood on your face, like war paint. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: So then I fucking uh, you know, we had a nice day at Seasons. I went to um. I really was craving a bagel again, you know, a lox bagel with cream cheese, and so I would decide I was gonna go to Einstein Bagel Bros because I had a a, 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 not I had an annoying thing with THB recently. Really, no, no shade to THB. I respect what you guys are doing, but also it's like really, bro. So. Two weeks ago, my immediate thought was like, this town's not big." man. I want to support local business, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, I'm driving back from a delivery on a shift because I'm always feeling this way on a Sunday. I want a fucking bagel on a Sunday. So I'm driving back from a shift and I call them up. And uh, I was like, hey, can I place an order for pickup? And they were like, nah, you got you to go through the app. And I was like, oh, you mean I can't just like tell you what I want and come and grab it? And they are like, "No, you got to go through the app and i was like what what app and they're like the thb app and i was like all right dude i'm driving i'm not i'm driving right now i'm not doing that so i just went to einstein i just went to einstein like kind of irritated well einstein like you know you walk in you have to wear a mask and then well you're talking about thb or einstein
0: no einstein einstein i haven't been there in a while
1: No, I don't think they have a drive. I didn't see one. You just kind of walk in, get your bagel. Like, I called it in because I'm on the middle of a shift, and I'm trying to, like, call in, say, like, this is what I want. I'll be there in five minutes to pick it up so it's already ready. I can get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And uh, so THB wasn't having it. So I went through Einstein. I got it. And then a week later, still feeling the burn from that. I'm still a little perturbed because I went back to seasons, and I was, like, yeah, I got Einstein because THB just wouldn't take my order. Like, they refused. I was like, dude, I'm on the phone with you, bro. Just, can, you, can I just tell you what I want? And then you, like, make it, and then I grab it? Like, is that, we can't do that anymore? And they were like, no. I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't get into all that because I'm not trying to, like, bug them, you know? Yeah, but I'm, yeah, that's yeah. the way I'm feeling in my heart. And so n- this week, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Einstein. So I go to Einstein at 2:10. They close at 2. I was like, what the fuck kind of place closes at 2 p.m.? So now I'm annoyed at
0: Einstein. All the bagel places in Towson are just getting my fucking goat right now. The thing is, Einstein is like. Because I. So, like, uh, in Bethesda, whenever we have shoots in Bethesda, me and Joey would usually, like, stop at Einstein because there was, like, one on the way there. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like a good. It's like a good filling breakfast, but mm-hmm. it's nothing on THB in terms of quality and taste. Well, like, wait till you get all this, then, bro. Ah, they got some spongy ass eggs dude mm, i know that you might be the problem i know i know you're getting just like locks and, cream, and cream, cheese cream cheese and stuff yeah. but like i was getting like regular sandwiches and like thb they use like legit bacon it's not like yeah. that weird like freeze-dried shit that you can mm-hmm. cook in 30 seconds in the microwave mm-hmm. like einstein it i don't know and their coffee always tastes so fucked up you the know, coffee I feel. Sucks.
1: I drink so much coffee from so many various places that I don't even pay attention to what it tastes like. Like I couldn't tell you what well, a good I mean, coffee is. Well, yes. Is.
0: I mean, to be fair, if I'm drinking coffee, it's not because I like the taste of it. It's because yes. I want to wake up. Yeah. But All, if I had a, if I had a choice, if like you know, and I do because there's a Starbucks right next to it, <laughs> I'm too lazy to ever get the coffee from the Starbucks, but. If I wasn't lazy, if I already had coffee, I would Mm. get it from, you know, if I had had coffee before I went to Einstein, I would have gotten the coffee at Starbucks too. But
1: that's kind of like what the whole idea behind any drink that you drink to get a specific stimulation from it, whether it be coffee for the caffeine effect or booze for that drunk effect. It's like, I can, I prefer certain beers to other beers. Yeah. But, like, there's no beer on the face of the earth that I think tastes better than a Diet Dr. Pepper. <coughs> so, it's like when somebody's
0: like, oh, my God, yeah, but, this is a but great to this. beer. You've had, you've definitely drank, you've drank more beer than coffee in your life, correct?
1: Uh, coffee's pulling, well, actually, beer's making a good run for itself this week, too. So, I can't say, I've been drinking a whole lot of fucking both recently. Yeah. I think, if anything, Diet Soda's been been seeing a recession damn really i know i mean don't get me wrong i drank three cans of diet dr pepper the other night because they were in my apartment vending machine (laughs) so
0: i bought all three of them immediately i was like these are mine (laughs) yeah i i uh i went shopping last night Mm -hmm. because like i had food at my house but like i didn't want to eat it (laughs) so i was like let me go to the grocery store real quick and i checked like giant when they were closed and it said they were closing at like 11 and it was 1030. So I just like sped up the street mm-hmm. I like ran in there. I was like running around all the aisles. I was ignoring all the stickers on the floor telling me which way to enter the aisle. Because mm. there was no one there anyway. It didn't matter. Yeah. It's like cool. But like I was racing around and like when I was checking out, I was like, ooh, no, it'd be good with dinner if I got like a bottle of Coke. Mm-hmm. So I got the bottle of Coke and there had been, I'd been in a Coke drought and, uh, and when I ate my dinner, before half of my dinner was eaten, I had already drank like three quarters of the Coke. You were I was, bro. I was fiending for that Coke. <laughs> I was fiending for <laughs> Coke. Fucking Coke
1: head, bro. What the hell, head. dude? I'm a Coca-Cola head, dude. <laughs> I see how it goes, man. But like, just to, just to, just so, cause I feel like right now at this point in this bagel story, people still are thinking, Jimmy. Get the fuck over it.
0: Yeah, so what happened?
1: But however, after I discovered Einstein was closed, I was like, you know what? I'm going to play THB's game better. I'm not going to call him. I'm going to drive over there. I'm going to put a mask on. I'm going to walk in the store. I'm going to say, can I please have a bagel with lox and cream cheese, lettuce, tomato, and light capers and onions, please. Everything bagel. Normal order. Yeah. Walk in, standing there for like five minutes. And the guy is like, we'll be right with you. He's doing some bullshit on the computer. I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. I w- he walks up. He's like, you picking up? And I was like, no, nah, I was going to um, just place an order real quick. And he's like, nah, man, you got to go through the app. And I was like,
0: bro, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here, dude. Like,
1: I can't, I'm looking at you right now. I can't just say, yo, can you please make this thing and he was like, "Nah." That's
0: and pretty I was fucked
1: like, up. And I was like, "All right." That's. I, I think
0: that's the line for me.
1: That is the line for me because I gave him a second chance, and I get it. But also, it's like, dude, come on, man. It's like, so I'm not gonna get an argument with the well, guy. Also,
0: it's like, it's also like, when originally you stood in there and mm-hmm. you're waiting you're waiting for five minutes before they helped you yeah. they you could they could have asked that in the beginning like hey are you picking up or what mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. could have said hey no i'm gonna place an order and then yeah. oh no you you gotta do it through the app and if that had happened right when you walked in mm-hmm. you probably would have just gotten the app and done it yeah because you're already you're already planning to wait a second but mm-hmm. yeah it's like i feel like I... them making you wait and i think that that fucks that would fuck me up too
1: it just annoyed me to the point where I was like, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to make a scene. I'm not going to argue with you like if this is your store's policy. That's fine. But also I'm leaving. So I was just like, all right, man. And I just walked out. Just went back to work. It's like I'm not doing this whole shit. Like I mean, I didn't even bring my phone in here. Now I got to walk back out to my car, walk back in, download a fucking app, register my email address and all this bullshit just to get a fucking bagel. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. I'm right here, dude i'm right here and i get the whole again i don't mean to cast any shade on thb i love local business i I support them i will definitely go back there when you start fucking taking orders normally again because i'm still not getting the fucking app but like until then it's just like i get it to an extent because they're doing this whole like contactless ordering shit but it's like dude you're but still
0: how are you, you're not fucking touching the bagels to be like alright can I get the fucking I, this bagel this and then I put my finger in the cream cheese I want <laughs> I spit on the locks I want Yeah, this and one. Then, And then I go and then lick every topping I want on the bagel. I want this lettuce and this (laughs) tomato. Can I cut the tomato? Let me cut the tomato. I want this exact size. Can I use my penis to cut the tomato?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, bro, I'm just going to tell you what I want. And then you're going to hand me a bag. You're going to hand me a bag. You're going to hand me a bag that you've touched, that your four staffers in the back have touched. And then I'm going to fucking eat it. And it's like, dude. What's the difference between me just telling you and then we do the same shit? What's the difference? Is my whole point. So it's like, there's certain things like that that it's like, I get what you're trying to do, but it's kind of like the same thing when you go to a supermarket and they have the fucking, like, over top of the credit card machines, they have, like, the saran wrap. Yeah. But, like, they don't change a saran wrap over the course yeah, of the no. entire day.
0: It's just, it's protecting the machine from coronavirus. Yeah. No it's one like, else. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, it's once not, we lift this pl- Like, and machines can't get coronavirus.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's fine. They might get a regular computer virus, but it's unsusceptible to the coronavirus. Meanwhile, 75 people per hour are walking up to this fucking machine touching the same plastic wrap and I'm supposed to feel safe because of that because you guys want to put on the facade of s- stopping the spread
0: just yeah. be real bro right. it, it seems like they're trying to like sell those <laughs> like card yeah. readers Like it's like a grandma with like an old couch or something where it's or like a sneaker head where they have like the plastic on the bottom of their shoes it's like come on dude just take it off just fucking walk around in it
1: yeah, it's uh, yeah, so certain things like that. It's just, I just want people to be real, is all I'm saying. Like, I totally respect rules and stuff like that, but the second your rules just kind of like seem like hypocritical and backwards, it's just like, sorry, man. I so I went back to seasons, and of course, Matt at seasons was like, I can make a fucking bagel. I mean, we can make a bagel at seasons. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? So he gets uh, he gets out pizza dough. Puts it in a circle, boils it for 30 seconds, yeah, throws dude. it in the oven, comes out, puts some cream cheese on it. Awesome. I was like, dude, yeah, we dude, should make bagels That's here. beautiful.
0: Yeah, I was like, he, gave, he basically just made you a fresh baked bagel. It was actually really good. It was really good. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why I appreciate Towson Hot Bagels over Einstein Bagels is because they do make their f- bagels fresh every morning.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But you got a fucking made-to-order bagel, dude. That's yes. fucking... That's mm-hmm. something else.
1: Made with love. I helped make it. I helped make my own bagel. That's the first time i ever done such a thing.
0: Yeah. It was a nice thing. You do the same thing to make pretzels, but you got to throw a little uh, baking powder in there. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Well, usually you would use like lye, but like... I don't just have fucking lie baking lye like is Isn't that around. also what
1: they put on like bodies to like decompose them faster if you kill somebody?
0: Yeah. And it like makes soaps and stuff. Yeah, okay. we saw Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, I saw Fight Club. I know it. <laughs> Dude, well you were talking about man strength and tire problems earlier. hmm I had I had a doozy, but it wasn't for me. So, uh like Liz came over and uh and there's like this little curb on my street where like mm-hmm. it's at the it's it's actually like behind my house for the the driveway but we, like i can't park there <laughs> <so, laughs> it sucks but like my my street's good with parking yeah it's not but, bad um but like right at the like the dip of the curb for the driveway mm-hmm. there's like a metal bar of like to reinforce the concrete i guess Mm-hmm. um but it's like sharp at the edge of that curb because it just like it cuts off and the concrete is broken away so there's just like a little metal spike sticking out so liz was like backing into a spot and then just like sliced the side of one of her tires Ooh. and i was like fuck it was it was right before we were going to one of the protests mm. and uh and um so like that we we're already like running late <laughs> we're perpetually late to protests <laughs> always late <laughs> always late to a protest um but so like you know i i like literally was coming outside to be like all right we're about to go and then she's like my like i could hear the tire going like it was on the side of the tire on the side of the tire so i was like ah oh, fuck i was because like when i heard it i was like okay well like maybe hamden tire it's like two blocks and around the corner like they might be able to plug it if it's or jimmy
1: seleski bro bring it (laughs) to jim's tire shop (laughs) I plug as long as your fucking
0: brother hasn't lent it out to someone (laughs) exactly Um, jim's tire and auto so i like go to look we go to look at it and it's on the side and we're like fuck so my street's kind of like at an angle so i was like let's Can you, like, just drive up around the corner and get it on flat? And then I'll just put the spare on it for now. Um, And then we'll, like, take my car. So, she, like, takes it up to Roland. Uh, We go through her trunk and get all the shit out. I, like, jack her stuff up. And I'm, like, I'm trying to teach her to, like, she she knows how to do it. She's been taught how to do it. But, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like any time, like, I'm doing something like that, and if someone's there, I don't mind looking like an asshole <laughs> and yeah. like I don't like mind looking like an asshole mansplaining changing a tire because Dude, like
1: fucking girlfriend bro but you gotta then, change I, know, a tire. I know I know I know
0: exactly <laughs> I gotta change the tire but also like I want to let her know how to do it in case I'm not there for a time it's popped mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. I'm like all right look under here see here there's like a notch you can put the jack under there and then it won't fuck up the under of your car so like mm-hmm. just line it up make sure it's in there before you like start jacking it up or else it might fuck fucking fall off and then i get her i get the shit up we take the tire off put it in the back put the spare on and then i start trying to like take the jack down and for whatever reason like taking it down was like harder than putting it up and i was like what the fuck's going on like this should be the easy part like it should be working with me to fucking take itself down Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm turning i'm turning i'm trying to turn and then all of a sudden, I just fucking snap the steel rod for turning Too strong. the jack, dude. My fucking man strength came out, dude. You fucking outjacked the jack, dude. Dude, I out the jack. <laughs> so then I'm just like, fuck. So then I take half of it and I use it like if I was using like a screwdriver. So I just like put like the straight rod through the whatever like the hole and i start trying to like crank it down and it's still not going and i was like fuck dude like the jack might be broke like i don't know i've never had this happen before so luckily it's at my apartment so i just like go to my car and get my jack and i'm literally fucking jacking up i've never used that jack before i'm jacking up her car by like turning it with my hand like my jack is fucking legit dude i mean like eventually like right when it was like when it started taking the the like the weight of the car like mm-hmm. I, I had to get the rod in there like for one or two cranks but dude my mm-hmm. jack fucking rolls. <laughs> so yeah
1: that I, so but I, more so
0: you fucking rule, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I outjack the jack. I fucking get jacked up with my boy. I take hers out. And then even when it's out from under the car, I'm like, this shit's not turning. Like, I've never seen this happen before. I've never heard of this happening before. <laughs> like, like, I'm so glad this didn't happen anywhere else because that would have fucking sucked. Um... So, but but, go then, on. but no, I get the tire on and put the car back down. Everything's golden. We get to the protest.
1: But the, what? You, and I was that's, so
0: fucking sweaty. <laughs> was <that's>, so, <laughs> it was like the hottest day. And, uh, and then, yeah, I broke steel. So, of course, I'm sweating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like that's that is what you want. What you don't want to have happen is what happened where I work is there's a girl that works with me. Who got a flat tire I told you about. Yeah, I plugged her tire. Her boyfriend also works there. Now he's got a flat tire. Ooh. But like, now granted, they're younger kids. They're like 21 or whatever. It's like whatever. But like at the same time, like
0: as soon as it happens, she calls me up. (laughs) With her boyfriend. She calls me up. She calls her boyfriend up to help her boyfriend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So she calls me up and she's like... We're trying to figure out how to do this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right. So I'm like talking her through it and this, that, the other thing. And I can I was like, does does he not know how to like, does he and I could just hear him in the background like not really. Blah blah blah. And
0: I was like, dude, this is
1: <laughs> this is a this that's, is a
0: that's a, a boy's nightmare.
1: Dude, it's a boy's nightmare, but here's here's the thing. We're men though. We're here's the thing. There was a time in my life when I didn't know how to change a tire,
0: but well, there I mean, was n- to be fair. I don't know how to plug a tire. I know to. I've changed so many tires that I'm like, all right, I can do this on anything. Exactly, but before that, there was never a time in my life
1: when I was going to admit that I didn't know how to change a tire. No, it's crazy. Like
0: they could have just looked on YouTube.
1: That's what I was saying. I was like, dude, if I was with my girlfriend and I got a flat tire, and her thing was going to be well, let me call up Jimmy from work. He'll he'll know what to do. I would have immediately been like, I'll oh, call Jimmy. Hold on. Once I had to run to the bathroom, I'd have ran to the bathroom. I would have YouTubed how to change a tire in three minutes. Yeah. Pretend to take a shit, Watched the whole video come out and acted like I knew what the fuck I was doing. Even if no, I it didn't. Just, it came to me. It came to yeah, me like, during my shit. <laughs> sorry, I really had to take a shit real quick, but like I got this shit. And then like, th- that's what I would have done. So it was so difficult for me to even like, interpret the fact that this guy even let that happen dude you gotta you, you, it's one thing it's one thing when your girlfriend gets a flat tire and somebody else changes it it's another thing when you get a flat tire with your girlfriend and some other guy changes it that's just the alt. that's just dude, you gotta call on. up fucking tech support <laughs> <laughs> i was just like dude you know i hope I hope this comes as a lesson to you cuz I even feel uncomfortable on the phone right now. I don't want to be this guy. And all it took to not be this guy and not have this guy on the phone with your girlfriend is knowing basic man shit. If you don't know if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a guy and you don't know how to change a tire, I want you to stop this podcast. I want you to go on YouTube. I want you to Watch as many videos as it takes until you get it, and then come back and watch the rest of this.
0: Please, yeah. please do it for yourself. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself, because honestly, like, most girls know how to change tires. Mm-hmm. Are you going mm-hmm. to have to fucking call your your girlfriend to change <laughs> your tire,
1: dude? Is that the guy you want to be? Oh, my God, I got a flat tire. Hold up, Let me call my girlfriend. She'll fi- No, dude. No. I don't care what year it is. I don't care if it's... Twenty-one twenty. you should never ever be calling your girlfriend to change your fucking tire
0: because either she's gonna change her tire or she's gonna call a better man to help you a through better it. man <laughs> <laughs> and that's
1: that's really i mean that's, that's just what it is man and i hate even saying it i don't want to be this guy
0: but i am <laughs> but i am
1: <laughs> daddy's home
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh shit um and then let me think yeah so that was that was my whole tire man strength combo for you got to tell that story dude
1: got to tell that story and then of course uh biggest news of the week the biggest news of oh the week. God, I can't believe we even talked about it. We're like an hour in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you live in the Towson, Baltimore metro area and you are over the age of really 23, then you probably recall the record theater. Or if you're younger than that, then you probably never knew that the record theater existed. You probably think of it as a torrent. I
0: don't know. A- I mean, like, if, I mean, because there were a ton of like, Kids that went there to go see like all time low and shit,
1: yeah, true, true. But like the record theater has been closed for like when did it close down, like 2014? Probably, I mean, maybe even earlier, mm hmm. And uh, I mean, I guess so. Like, if you're 23 now and that show that theater closed. Let's say seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, to be safe. We,
0: we were going to Torrent when we were supposed to be graduated college. <laughs> yeah, we were going to Torrent when it was still borderline appropriate. When it like first opened up. Yeah, well, I it was mean acceptable. I mean, we were, we had just turned like 21.
1: Yeah, like we were there. We were there and it was normal. And so, yeah, that was probably, yeah, seven years ago, let's say. So the, you would have been 16. When it closed down, if you were, if you're 23 now, so let's say if you're, if you're still in college, you probably don't remember that there was ever such a thing as the Record Theater. But the Record Theater, we've talked about previous on the podcast, was a live music venue in Towson, owned by the same family, the Wreckers, who owned the Rec Room and also Towson Tavern, and uh, they closed it down in the early 2010s to try to turn it into this like nightclub situation called the Torrent. Yeah. They also, it.
0: you can't forget the Town Tavern and the former S and B Crab Ranch. That was them too. Yeah. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, Scott and Brian, Scott and Brian Crab Ranch, Scott and Brian Record. Really,
1: those guys are just fucking just opening up businesses left and right.
0: That's yeah, sick. I mean, they kind of like they own a a big portion of the of the strip, you know.
1: Now that's fucking sweet. Um but they I you sent me a text and I gotta say dude when you sent me that text I was driving and I almost swerved off the fucking road you sent me a screen (laughs) you sent me a screenshot of something saying record 2.0 and I looked at it and I was like dude no fucking way they're bringing it back they're bringing it back and uh right now my only qualm is can we just call it the record again do we have to call it record 2.0 you know, let's just, let just call it what it is, dude. It's the fucking wrecker. But either way, I don't fucking care. It's a great, I mean, people
0: are just going to call it the wrecker anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like you put whatever you want on the sign, but like that sign that was already there was pretty sick. I don't even know if it's still yeah. there, honestly. But, I don't think uh, so. They have the yeah, new they... like
0: LED torrent line or sign. Yeah. Cause before it was like, cause the wrecker used to be like a movie theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause
0: that was mm-hmm. where my parents like worked and met. Oh damn. Yeah. yeah I not think about that. Um, And it was, like, and the the theater was, like, the Wrecker Theater and Rec Room, like, because it was, like, two theaters and then, like, you know, a lobby and all that shit. Um, But, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting stuff. Also, know what's crazy? The back, the back room of Rec Room, when, like, when we used to go there before Torrent Lounge, where, like, the DJs would play and shit, it was that Mm -hmm. small, like, black box with the bar. That was the green room of the original Wrecker
1: oh that was called what was it called the uh because i also remember are you talking about the blue room right now yeah i think so yeah because for a while it was called i remember that when we were in our peak college bar days we were always partying the fucking blue room in the back and it was sick
0: yeah that uh, was the dancing room
1: But like I was looking at, I was like, this is everything. I mean, dude, we had a full fucking segment like two months ago talking about how and needs a live music venue, dude. One of our highest traffic YouTube videos. must
0: have been listening.
1: Somewhere around 33 views. You got to imagine one of those 33 views was Scott and Brian. You got to, you got (laughs) to believe it. You got to believe it. Big podcast heads. But, like, when I heard that, it just it just blew my mind, and so now I'm just very much looking forward to those opportunities I regret that I that it took until I was in my almost borderline, I guess what you would call late twenties for this to happen. This would have been so much sicker if I was like twenty two and this opened up, <laughs> but like still, I'm playing at the fucking record dude. No question. Dom's gonna get shows there. they're probably gonna start booking comedians again. We're gonna have another venue to bring people on the fucking cast and shit like that just what we need dude it's what Towson needs bro we don't need a nightclub we got 17 fucking nightclub s all torrent eventually became was an extension of rec room yeah like they had a dj on stage but it was like you just kind of walked in one or the other and then you like walk back and forth through the doors and it was like it was all one fucking thing you know
0: i mean i think what they were going for was like all right there's no nightclub in Towson that has like a cover charge Mm-hmm. It's fucking, if we make that big, that'll be dope. Yeah. But then eventually no one went, and then they're like, ah, you can just come in for free. Well, it, it felt good because
1: uh I feel like they, you know, they're very attentive. They're they're very much involved in the Towson scene, the owners, obviously. They have a lot of investment in this community. And uh they noticed when we were in college in 2011 2012 that the scene was turning the way of like EDM. That was when everybody had like the, what were those fucking things called? Like everybody would go to those raves and there was always those like pictures on Facebook of people and crowds and shit like that. Yeah. Like every one of our friends had a
0: picture at one of those things. I forgot what they yeah, were yeah. called, but um, it was like. I forget.
1: Yeah, I can't even remember. But like that was like what yeah, people were doing. I was
0: invited to one of them. <laughs> dubstep,
1: bro. Remember dubstep? That yeah, was the dubstep shit, bro. was huge.
2: What the fuck?
1: there was some good stuff in that genre, but like they saw that turn and they made the move. And I'm not going to lie at the time. I was like, this might be a good idea just because like, you know, there's not really any place in Towson like that, you know? So maybe that could be a good business move, but uh, I don't think it ever really became what they expected it to become. Yeah, Maybe just because the market wasn't really demanding it as much as they may have thought it was. But then, when they released on Facebook this past week that they are going to open up the Wrecker again as the Wrecker, as a live music venue, they said in that post, they said, we've seen how much joy and happiness live music has brought to our community in Towson, and the good news is something like that. We're bringing record back record was a stable that at the other thing and i was like dude that's cool because they noticed they noticed that other bars were doing it that you look across the street and the points doing it turtle was starting to book or i'm sorry the backyard is starting to book gigs and like they noticed it and they made the adjustment and it just made me feel so happy to be like oh cool that's dope that's yeah, fucking man. dope
0: so yeah, it's, it a, it's was, a power it was play good news it was good news for sure yeah, John and I were
1: John, Joe, and I were all at the studio. And we were just like yotin about it endlessly. <laughs> so it's huge. Maybe you get some gigs there. Maybe we can do a show there. We've been talking about yeah, doing man. the live from the studio presents type of thing. Yeah, that'd you be know, sick. something like that would be dope. But uh, yeah, that was probably probably the biggest positive news
0: this week.
2: Of course, yeah, no, we had
0: I to agree. Yeah. At least for, like, local news. No, this is national news. Today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is huge. I'm surprised this wasn't on CNN. <laughs> but uh, when was the last one? I guess it was last Tuesday, technically. But you yeah. said the last protest you went to was on Friday?
0: Yeah. And it's just kind of like... It was pretty... It was it was low-key. It, it wasn't like a march. It was a... Like I said earlier, it was kind of just like a a big show of force, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it was just like kind of just having like a rally to, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you post your black square last week, dude? No. Cause that was also like, that was a weird thing because it was like a weird coordinated thing where like everyone started posting them. It was actually, I think it was supposed to be something about like the music industry to begin with wasn't yeah like i think i think the message kind of got distorted for that whole blackout uh Hmm. thursday or whatever it was and what ended up happening was people were tagging like hashtag black lives matters on it and Uh. what ended up happening is like the trending page for that hashtag instead of like having you know, more important posts and pictures show up, the entire mm. page just got blacked out. So it, it honestly, it kind of like went against. Uh,
1: yeah, that was the two kind of like weird things I saw because there was like a certain group of people. It always goes that way. There's nothing, I feel like there's no amount of wokeness you can ever get to where somebody's like, you're woke enough. Because then it's like, it's like one group of people that are like, I'm going to show that I am supporting this movement by doing this. And then they do it. And then the next group of people comes in and outwokes them and is like, no, actually, this is distorting news on the other pages and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, it's like, what do you even?
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of just was like, I'll just not post anything and then I won't clog up anyone's timeline like I usually do. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's kind of like, that's the that's the the woke. That's the wokest take. Is to just yeah. not post anything. Exactly. Also, that's it's like that's not what it's supposed. To, like you're not supposed to. Like this isn't some weird virtue signaling thing. Like, this isn't, you're not supposed to be like, oh, check out all of these pictures of me at the protest. Like, check mm-hmm. out all these selfies I took. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. I'm going to the protest. I'm turning my phone off. Like, before I turn my phone off, I'm turning off data. I'm disabling mm-hmm. GPS. I don't want to be tracked. I don't want yeah, people to, yeah. you know, like, and shit pops off. I don't want to be traced back to this thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like fuck off.
1: Plus, it's, uh, it's kind of like... All those movements like that, because I think right now what we're experiencing is in the initial unrest after what happened, you have these big outbursts of public anger and things like that. And so people go out and they demonstrate and things like that. But to me, that's not necessarily where the true change comes from. The true change is, hey, it's been a week ago now, and so at this point, who are the people that are still trying to make a difference now as opposed to the people who are jumping on the, oh, this is trending on Instagram. Let me post my black square to show all my friends that I'm fucking this, that, the other thing, or let me go out to these protests while it's still viral and the thing to do and take a bunch of pictures with my cool sign that I spent all day putting up. And it's like a week later, it's like, you know, it's kind of this, to me, this is where, where we actually start to see, what's really going to happen, you know? And I think it's cool that like people are still going out and demonstrating. Uh, but there's just certain things like that, that become like hashtags and shit like that, that it's just like, it almost becomes one of those things where it's like, I found myself personally just going on Instagram and just seeing who was doing it. I w- cause I, I wasn't going to do it because i kind of felt the same way that you were saying you know but i just was like who like it became like this kind of like it wasn't it was like i didn't even it, the point of it became for people to just show themselves off you know what i mean mhm so it was like it, it kind of it like those things to me don't strike me as like oh this is what this is what's going to you know reform our police system if i post this fucking square on instagram on blackout tuesday and hashtag it and like you know it's just like those things to me they don't resonate with me you know so
0: yeah i don't know it was uh i mean it's just kind of like a little a little uh you know facebook port like photo frame type deal it's like something that people are seeing like oh i want to do that
1: yeah and that's that's what annoys me because it's like it's it's i don't know it doesn't seem genuine to me it doesn't i know there are people that care but i know there are a lot of people who don't actually care who are just doing it to fucking like you said like virtue i hate using the term virtue signal because it's such like a cliche thing to say
0: i just i just want to know the over under of how like who posted those and have not gone to a protest
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that. And I mean, there's, there, well, the problem is, is, there's a lot of things that get born out of it. Um, like uh, the, the big hashtag this week that I saw was uh, the whole like defund the police thing, mm-hmm. which uh, I'll be honest, when I first saw that, my immediate like visceral reaction was like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? We're talking about like getting rid of the, the police. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I, you're it, trying
0: to tell me you want to get rid of the people that have quotas for arrests? Well, that, <laughs> not that, even see, for doing just justice, but for uh, <laughs> if you want to make your money this month, you got to give out a couple speeding tickets and traffic stops and.
1: Well, yeah, that, I, I, and I will say, what really kind of like opened my eyes to it a lot was uh, because my, like I said, my initial reaction there's was like, "There's a All right, business
0: come on. too, dude. There's Exi- a business yes. that." are the the law mm-hmm.
1: i guess i was kind of looking for like because like i my i feel like my opinion has shifted a lot just in this past day i watched like one of my i'll get to it but my initial thought was like okay so we're talking about not having or like what what, what like it's one thing to say defund the police but it's a whole other thing to say what are we gonna have instead Unless... Well,
0: what people are talking about is having the community police their own community, which is, like, what happened with the police originally until, mm-hmm. like, shit got weird. And then also, like, I don't know, like, at, at some point the police got militarized to the point where, like, when, when we send our army somewhere else to fight the enemy, they don't have any attachment to that place they don't know those people so then they can treat them as if they aren't people the police do that right now mm-hmm. how many police officers actually live in the neighborhoods they police yeah are essentially going into war zones every day thinking that the citizens are their enemies and they can show force they can mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck they want to these people because they don't know these people they don't care about these people they aren't their mm-hmm. neighbor yeah. they don't have to fucking see them every morning when they get their paper they mm-hmm. don't have, you know like it's it's just fucked up like it's fucked up that it's gotten to this point that like we need to actually reform the police
1: yeah well and i dude i like i i watched um but i mean dude
0: it needs to be done
1: we, yeah i was watching um I think I've mentioned before on the podcast a guy named I think he goes by Tyler Bluntman he's a friend of mine from from back in the from way back when I was working at Seasons he used to work at the Anytime Fitness next door and he would always come in on his lunch break he's about our age um, and he runs this show I think it's still called terrible conservative. He's like a libertarian, he's black guy, he's a real good friend of mine. I think he go. I think he goes by Tyler Nobody, Tyler Bluntman now. He's been like Joe Nobody, and I, m- maybe it's still terrible conservative, or maybe it's like forty minute debates now. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but he he's like a very like libertarian guy, and he had this video that I shared in my personal um, Instagram story that like really kind of like changed the way I was looking at it because he took this kind of like libertarian approach to the idea of, of should we have government police, where instead of having a, a publicly funded, like a, a government-run institution, if communities were able to basically contract their police forces and run them on like, four, I mean, the, the exact specific example that he used was like, if you were able to have a community that could, hire a private police force or hire people within their community to police it and, and contract them that way. And then like after four years, you're able to look and be like, Hey, are you, are you policing our community the way that we think you should be? Do you, how's your relationship with the community? These, this, that, the other thing. And then you're actually able to hold your police force accountable. And when I saw that, I was like, that's a very interesting take. It's also a very, um, interestingly enough, a very right wing libertarian solution to that problem, you know? Cause this is a guy, it's like, it's weird because I remember like back in the day when I was like first, and there's a lot of libertarian positions that I like sympathize with, but there's also a lot of the libertarian positions that like, they get into like the bare basics of like public life where they're like, we should have privately funded roads and privately funded this and privately funded that. It's like, all right, can we privately funded military? It's like, all right, can, is that really... Pos, can you do that? You know? But like even like the police force, for instance, I remember looking at that back in the day. I was like, okay, the police force is probably something that uh should be government run. You know what I mean? But then you start looking at it now and you're like, but the government run police force isn't serving the community. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's weird. It's weird how and this is why I have such an issue with the polarization of the left, right, the conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican split that we have is because on any given issue, we are able to talk sensibly through to a reasonable solution. It is only when you start to label certain ideologies as associated with this political affiliation or that political affiliation that it starts to distort the conversation because it, all of a sudden you're talking about something that is very like you're talking about eliminating an institution that is government controlled and bringing it back to privately funded communities to make their own decisions and and it's being talked about in various left-wing circles and yeah. that to me is a good thing because but also,
0: it's also it is it is like a leftist type of you know plan too
1: in which way I mean, it's a leftist plan in that in that there that like you see the whole defund the police thing being brought up in leftist circles, and the problem is, and I fell victim to this myself, admittedly, is because it was those circles that were bringing it up. I automatically assumed that they were thinking this that, at the other thing, but then when I took a look at it from my sensibilities and was like, oh, I see what they're talking about, but also it's it's like. You're talk, it's like, it's an, basically what I'm getting at is it's an idea that, that if you can look at any individual like issue that we're dealing with and bypass the whole, you're right wing, you think like this, you're left wing, you think like this. And we can just observe, look, you have an institution in Baltimore city that is simply not able to do their job. And that's why we have, we had there was a big debate i think probably around this time last year where johns hopkins wanted to get their own private police force and people shot it down because it got taken into a political universe where all yeah. of a sudden if you were but that's on
0: also that's that's the the weird thing with that though is johns hopkins if they had the police force it would be in their interest and not the communities
1: you could you could you could certainly say that and I would agree with you to a point but I would also say that right now the public police force isn't in the interest of the communities either.
0: Yeah, and that's why on both sides of political parties everyone seems to kind of think that <laughs> like this we need to do something about this. Yeah.
1: And um, it's kind of it's weird because like I think about this debate Translated into other issues, this idea of you have a government run institution that is not serving the interests of the people that it serves. We have that problem in our city with the education system as well. Our education system does not serve the people of Baltimore City. It does not. For some reason, we take the opposite approach. We go, we all acknowledge that this system is completely corrupt, that you pump millions and millions and millions of dollars into this system but yet you're still never able to see still to this day water running in public schools people able to i mean we are literacy rate all these things that are happening because our institutions are failing we look at the police and we say this is a failing institution it is not serving the interest of our community it's Let's time buy for buy the- them
0: some tanks and tactical gear to use on civilians.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it's kind of like, it's like you look at that and you're like, okay, so if I were to take the people who look at that problem with education in our city and say that we all acknowledge that this bureaucracy of people that are in charge of our education in Baltimore City, you know, we have millions and millions of dollars that go to the city that they audit them and they can't account for like, what What was it, like $80 million in the past, like, three years. They were just like, oh, we don't know what happened to it, dude. And you're like,
0: blah, blah, blah. You have- yeah, we spent it all on books, I think. <laughs>
1: I think, I think. And so that's always been a, a thing for me because it's like, I my ultimate goal, what I would like to see is... Public schools where you can actually send your kid to that school and feel as if he's getting a quality education in a quality environment. You know, we were lucky enough to have that in Towson high school. If you live in Baltimore City uh, and you have the money to not send your kids to public school, you're not sending your kids to public school. If you live in Roland Park, you're sending your kid to Gilman, Bryn Mawr, fucking You know, Loyola, Calvert Hall, Boys Latin, one of those schools, any kid, any kid that's affluent in Baltimore City would not step foot in a public school there. And that's a fucking problem. That's a fucking problem because our institutions in that city are failing. And for whatever reason, you keep on running across this conundrum, which is, well, if you disagree that we should increase spending and increase funding and this, that, the other thing, then you must not care about the education system. To me, that's the same thing as saying, if you disagree that the police are not doing their jobs correctly, that they are corrupt and and not serving the community, then you should be saying that we need to fund the police more. And of course, nobody would ever say that. Nobody Nobody is saying that. Everyone is saying, no, dude, the problem is that this institution itself is shitty and there's no amount of money you are ever gonna pump into it that's going to make it work. All it's going to do is fund the people that are using it for their own gain. And that's what I see happening in the educational institution and Again, I just wish that we could bypass all the other political divisions that are occurring here. All the other things and just get to the crux of the matter.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're essentially just living in the Stanford prison experiment.
1: Mm-hmm. And I see, I see politicians that... And I, I believe this is, a, this is another thing, again, that is done on both sides. I see... You have, you have this incident that happened with George Floyd, and everything falls into place in terms of it's a white cop, it's a black victim. And it happens at this time in our country that is like unprecedented. You have, you know, you have the lockdown going on, and everybody's already on the edge of their seat for that. And this happens, and it strikes a chord with the racial tension that exists in our community. And you have what I believe an anger that, how can I describe this? It's a a justifiable anger. It is a justifiable anger that I think is being misdirected in a way. In that you have communities such as if you go to a poor white community in like West Virginia or something like that, where those people are living in desolate conditions. Their jobs have all gone away. They're all addicted to fucking opioids and shit like that. But they're voting Republican over and over and over again because they are told that even though they're living in these desolate conditions, that the real problem is Mexicans coming over the border, and Muslims, Democrats. Yeah, Democrats and Muslims doing this and this, that, the other thing. And so you have these political parties in those areas that are uncontested. They are uncontested because they have told you that as desolate as your conditions are, they're not the problem. Just keep voting for us we're not the problem it's those people and so anytime you see an issue in your daily life anything that happens to you in your daily life it's not our fault it's their fault and i see the same thing happening in these inner city communities which is you have undeniably that these that that these cities are disproportionately minority and and disproportionately be, they're living in these communities where they have an uh, uh, you know an expanded presence of police and they're being told, in my opinion, by, but you're being told by their all Democrat Congress. I mean, all the city council in Baltimore is, is Democrat. The mayor, everyone in there is supposedly on your side. And that city has been, I'm, talk, I'm speaking specifically to, to our city because it's the closest to home. I'm sure this goes on in every other city across the country. Yeah, You have these people that are in power like I said, the same thing that goes on in rural areas with the Republicans and they tell them this, that, the, uh, this is the enemy, that's the enemy. You have these people that have allowed this city and its institutions, its police force, its education system, everything about it to deteriorate. Our city has dropped, is dropping 10,000 in population every fucking year. We're not even barely, a f- we're barely in the, uh, the top 30 major cities anymore because everyone's fucking leaving Baltimore because it's been allowed to deteriorate to that point. You have Flint, Michigan, who is all, again, an all-Democrat Area and things like that, and they haven't had clean drinking water for six years, and the blame is always someone else. It's always someone, oh, we're not getting enough of this, we're not getting enough of that. It's all about deflection. When you live in an area where there is where the government does not have, there is no incentive for the government in a city like Baltimore to ever serve its people. There's no incentive because there's no one on the other side that can say, hey, if you fucking run this shit into the ground for 30 years, you're going to get voted out. They're never going to get voted out. Ever. Ever. And so instead of accepting responsibility, I see these, the, the mayor of LA or something like that, or the, the, mayor of the mayor of Minneapolis on TV, going on there and saying, being black should never be a death sentence in this country, this, that, the other thing. And I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, dude, you're the fucking mayor of this city. You're the one in charge. You're the one in charge of the police force. Mayor Garcetti in L.A., the guy kneeling down in front of the president, you're the mayor. But they take this stance where if they kneel down in symbolic, you know, uh, sympathy for this external enemy, that they get to deflect the fact that it's your fault. What no mayor in any of these cities where this shit happens, what no mayor has ever done that I've seen is get on the fucking stage and say, dude, this is my fault. Me and my people that work in our offices that have been running this city for 45 fucking years have allowed this shit to happen. This is my fault. Because then they'd have to accept their own fucking responsibility for what they did. Instead, yeah. they want to kneel down in symbolic, you know, solidarity with some external enemy. And that external enemy has divided us as a country, making people believe in this area that their enemy is you know, white racism and things like that and making the white people in those areas believe that the enemy is these people and that people when in reality if we could all just sit down and have a real fucking conversation about what makes the most sense for here and now we could reach a solution and that's what bugs me they're the fucking problem yeah. and they're dividing us
0: I think the the tide is turning a little bit though I saw, I saw a video, I think it might have even been in Minneapolis, at like a protest where it was like a video of the mayor showing up to the protest and he was in the crowd and he was like trying to speak on the mic and the person who was like emceeing it was like asking him questions like, so like, you know, what are your actions on, you know, solving this problem, defunding the police force, whatever, like can we have you commit to defunding the police force? And he was like, I can't do that, I can't do that. And then... The MC was like, "Oh, so um, just I just want to let the crowd know um, he's up for re-election next year, and it kind of seems like he's just here to for PR. So mm-hmm. I want you all to remember that during the polls next year. <laughs> <laughs> that is where, uh, and and this is what I truly believe. And I then tr- everyone starts get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he just what walks I, away.
1: That is a good thing." That is a good thing because now you're holding our political class accountable for what they've done, for what they're doing. And the reason why I've never gotten behind the whole idea of like a revolution or anything like that is that at its fundamentals, I think the concept of America is a beautiful concept. I think the idea of individual freedom and the right to liberty and pursuit of happiness is a beautiful thing. Now, you could say that, yes, at the time when that constitution was drafted, that that, those rights and those freedoms were only granted to white, wealthy, landowning men. That's true. It's true. But over the course of time, the history of America has been about taking the beautiful concept that we had as a country, that we built this country upon because we rose out of tyranny. We rose out of people suppressing our rights. It has been about taking those same principles and extending them to as many people as possible. So in the 20s, all of a sudden now it doesn't just apply to wealthy white owning men. It applies to women as well. And in the sixties, you extend it even further so that now it includes black people and, and other, you know, minorities and things like that who fought for years in world war II, for instance, for freedoms that they didn't have, you know, but -hmm. they fought because they believed in the idea of America. I believe in the idea of America. So I don't, agree with this whole concept that we need to overthrow our systems. We need to overthrow this, that, the other thing. What I believe is that we need to take these people who are a literal virus within our system to understand that Democrats and Republicans are not the government. They are people who want a seat in the government. They don't run you. The gov- we don't serve the government. They serve us. And the second you don't serve us, you're the fuck out of here. I don't care what letter is next to your name. And so if it turns out that in a city like Minneapolis or in a city like Baltimore, that the government in place is not doing their job, you're the fuck out of there, bro. We'll get our own communities. We'll do our own fucking thing. We'll start, and this is another thing that, uh, going back to the education thing, the idea of why I never was against the idea of charter schools is because it took the same concept. It took the same concept It said, dude, I don't wanna send my kid to Mervo because that school fucking sucks. Unfortunately, it sucks. I don't want to send my kid there, but I have to because you determine where my kid goes to school. I wanna determine where my kid goes to school. If you're not giving my child an education, I want the choice to be able to say, Well, I'm not fucking sending them there. I'd rather send them over here. Now, that's a whole different debate, and that's a whole different can of worms, but I'm just saying it kind of, to me, follows that same line of thinking, that people need to take their power back, and it doesn't happen by necessarily a revolution of sorts. It happens by people understanding that we're the ones in control. And the only reason that they remain in control is because we keep allowing them to be. And it doesn't have to be this violent insurrection or anything like that. It just has to be with an understanding that, yeah, we can do this. We can do this. So start holding people accountable.
0: know who I think the next person who's going to get held accountable is? Who? jk rowling dude you hear about her oh dude (laughs) she apparently went like full like turf
1: (laughs) yeah i saw that i i saw it at first and i like uh i saw some tweet you know because that's how everybody figures out their news these days yeah um (laughs) and uh it was something like nobody dot the classic meme the classic meme yeah it was like that's like the
0: new classic
1: yeah that is the new classic it will so it's like nobody dot dot or colon, whatever you want to call it. And then JK Rowling, I've noticed nobody's been talking about me recently. And I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of funny. And I didn't even know what the <laughs> fuck they were talking about. I just thought it was funny. So I like liked it or I'm going to retweet it. I don't fucking know. I thought it was funny. And then like a full day later, I decided to actually look into it and see what, what people were actually talking about, which again, goes back to exactly what we were talking about, where people just see a hashtag or see something that like whatever and then they just go along with it and then it takes them like a day or two or a week to actually fucking look into it meanwhile they've been presenting themselves in alignment with this thing for the full time but uh yeah what she had like three or four tweets that were something along the
0: lines of like
1: just something along the lines of like you know if like i remember
0: or like something like someone who menstruates i there used to be a word for that and then she kept spelling woman wrong
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that one. I'm just pulling it up right now. Some
0: weird shit, yeah. Me. Um, but luckily, Daniel Radcliffe came out, and he supports the transgender community.
1: Let me see. I want to actually read these tweets real quick just to make sure we're getting it right. Because I know the one you're talking about, but I feel like there was like three of them that yeah. were like prolific to say Let me see. I the can least. pull it
0: up, too. Um, so one of them is... Yeah, people who menstruate. In quotations, I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Wumben, Wimpund, womud, Opinion: Creating a more equal post-COVID-19 world for people who menstruate.
1: Well, I guess what's her what's her whole point there is she's basically saying. I mean, okay, she's here's one. She
0: basically like I mean, people just break it down to her being a turf, which is like a. Uh, trans reactionary whatever feminist trans exclusionary exclusionary radical feminist yeah yeah so yeah I just think she kind of falls into that here's another one if sex isn't real there's no same sex attraction if sex or if sex okay yeah no I I thought I was reading that wrong but it just She's she's a bad writer. Uh, If sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth.
1: Well, I gotta be honest with you, man. That one, I kind of see what she's saying there. If I'm being real...
0: I'm just going to read the next one. Yeah. I've spent much of the last three years reading books, blogs, and scientific papers by trans people, medics, and gender specialists. I know exactly what the distinction is. Never assume that because someone thinks differently, they have no knowledge. Number four. <laughs> Number four.
1: Four, 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 four. four. Hmm.
0: These are all, like, in quotations. Feminazi? Turf? Oh, I'm reading Bitch? this one, too. Which? Witch? times change, women hate is immortal or eternal.
1: The idea that women like me, who've been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence, hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived consequences is a-nonsense. I found that one particularly interesting because a-nonsense? Like, you're a fucking writer, and I don't think that's, like, how you say that. However, I will say... Um, I'm totally in support of you doing whatever you want to do. Trans movement, you do what the fuck you want to do. I really, I I mean this. I could not care less. Um, and I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, but I, there have been like some things where I think what she's trying to get at from the way I can read it is uh, that people have made a distinction between sex and gender, which I think is a fair distinction in the whole... Premise behind that is that uh, sex is your biological, you know, what you are, a male or a female. And then gender is your social role or whatever. So, which I always thought was kind of weird in the first place because they also say there's no inherently feminine traits or no inherently masculine traits. So, then I'm like, well, then how can you identify as a male if there's no inherently? But it's like, okay, whatever. That's fine. I, like I said, the classic, I have black friends. I have trans friends, and I call them he or she or whatever the fuck they want to be called because I'm not a dick, and that's that simple. I'm just not a dick about that shit. However, there have been certain things that have popped up. For instance, the idea that if you're not willing to dra- date a trans person, that you're transphobic, that
0: um, for me, the distinction of sex... I mean, that'd be like saying if you don't date a fat person, you're fatphobic. phobic.
1: Precisely. But also, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the keyword when you say heterosexual or homosexual? Would be sex. Sex. I am attracted to someone of a different sex than me because I'm a straight male. I am heterosexual. I am attracted to someone of the different sex. So, It's not necessarily that I am attracted. I'm not sexually attracted to your identity. I'm sexually attracted. So if you want to change the distinction between sex and gender and say that gender is a totally different thing than sex, then you also, in my opinion, would have to acknowledge that being heterosexual, meaning I'm attracted to an opposite sex, or I'm homosexual, I'm attracted to the same sex, we're focusing on the word sex there. So for me personally, just being honest, I couldn't see myself... I'm just being real I couldn't see myself dating a trans person uh not because I'm transphobic but just because that's not what that's just not what I'm attracted to and and I and it sounds weird saying it it sounds weird saying it, but I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to keep it at 100 right now, just being real. I'm just being real for myself personally, just like if, like you said, if you, you know, it's not, fe- like, this is what I'm attracted to. If I'm talking about marrying the person I want to be with for the rest of my life, there's, I'm not saying that if I were to run across this, that, the other person that I hit it off with, I'm just speaking from my own personal point of view. That's how I feel. And again, I think it comes down to those kind of, uh, those political labels that we put on people, for instance, the minute she speaks out and says something that is against the grain, she's instantly labeled as a TERF or a feminazi or whatever the fuck she was saying in that thing. And it's like, well, I think there is a conversation to be had here that doesn't necessarily have to end with you calling JK Rowling a TERF. I think there's a real conversation here. And, uh, I, if that's her perspective, Look, you can agree with it or disagree with it. I don't think she's a hateful person. And I don't think when people go out there and uh, making all those memes like, oh, it turns out Harry Potter was written by no one, blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, come on. Like, come on. She's a person with an opinion and she's speaking her truth and that's what she believes. And she's not doing it in what I would consider to be a hateful way. And, uh, you know, if you disagree with it, then have the discussion. Just have the discussion. If you think she's wrong just fucking have that conversation doesn't mean that just because someone disagrees with you that they are a bad person and that's what i feel like is what we fall into and and that that mentality that idea that anyone who disagrees with you must be a bad person on either side of the aisle if i'm a, if i'm a conservative and you disagree with me it's probably cuz you're a dumb ignorant piece of shit and if i'm a liberal and this conservative guy disagrees with me it's probably cuz he's a racist bigoted piece of shit it's like dude once we bypass all that bullshit, then we can get to what we were talking about earlier, which is saying, look, this is what I think. This is what you think. I think we're all in agreement here that none of us are bad, terrible people for believing those things. So let's just try to get to the best solution. If I want to believe this and it's not harming you, cool. And if you want to believe that and it's not harming me, also cool. Also cool. So I'm just going to take a, 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 a stance a little bit and just say, guys, come on, just talk it out. It's Twitter. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. Talk it out. Talk it out. Have the conversation. I've never read Harry Potter, so this does not (laughs) affect me. This does not affect me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't care either. Because, I mean, it's not even like she is a... She's not like someone I look to to like Mm -hmm. get news or I want to hear her opinion on things like she kind of got lucky and made a really good serialized like novel Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. which got you know had really good movies I like the movies I like the story but like Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't have to like her and also I've never had an opinion on her.
1: I've never had an opinion on J.K. Rowling Until somebody told me to have an opinion on J.K. Rowling yeah. And I'm not going to have an opinion on J.K. Rowling Because you're fucking telling me to And I'm certainly not going to have the opinion That you want me to have on J.K. Rowling Because you're fucking telling me to <laughs> I'm going to go grab another Bud Light Lime
0: all right, Bud all right. Light Lime Alright let me I'll go get a freshen up too
1: do, 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 do,
2: do, do. I had to get a little another drink
0: too
1: <laughs> I wish I was making more waiting music while you were there, but I only managed to get like two or three bars out, but it was. Also got a single wing. Singular <laughs> wing. I just want to say anybody listening right now, I fucking love this podcast. I love anybody who actually listens. And uh, I feel so fucking like I always, I, you know, I, I, I like just thinking about everything going on right now. And just to be able to, like, just talk about it is, like, it's fucking, it's so nice. It's so nice. It's very nice. It's almost more therapeutic in a personal sense than it, you know. Like, if anybody cares to listen, that's awesome. But it's fucking sweet. Not not necessarily the product. We can, we can debate that. But <laughs> yeah. And if you're still pers- tuning in live, yeah. thanks for listening. For me personally, and I'm sure for Eric, it's fucking great. uh, Yeah, it's a good time. I um, just quick little call back to last week's conversation. I left you off with a story about a girl that I got in a tiff with off Tinder, and uh, it was about the whole like you know spun like you know go back and listen to last week's episode if you're curious, Uh, but just you know she was
0: moving too quick.
1: She was moving too quick, and she was making me feel like the dickhead about it, and just telling me I wasn't texting her enough, and don't talk to her again, but then, like, I apologized, and she's trying to talk to me again, this, that, the other thing. Ultimately, wound up getting in a fucking argument about a SpongeBob song, which should just, you know, tell you everything you need to know. And uh, when we left off at that podcast last week, she actually, she had basically said like yeah (laughs) yeah you do you homie and then i was just like oh okay now i feel like a piece of shit for even trying to have this like friendly little fun little debate which is the only way i know how to interact with people unfortunately or very fortunately you be the judge of that but uh and uh so she just started ignoring me and then like i went through the whole podcast i told the whole story the next night and then right after we ended the podcast Eric was still on the Zoom. We were having a little post-podcast review. And uh, she texted me. And Damn,
0: did you tell me that or no? I think I, I told you
1: this. We might have both been a couple Kentucky Capris in at that point. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and missed, <laughs> missed it. But uh, I know I for sure was. But, uh, <laughs> but she had texted me and just started up a whole new conversation 27 hours later after completely ignoring my response to after she was calling me a bitch and said like, have you watched the show Hollywood on Netflix? And so I replied, I believe the next day. And I said, I think I replied at like four in the morning, which is a classic me move. Cause I was debating even replying. I was like, all right, I could just leave it where it's at or, or fucking engage this. But if I'm engaging it, I'm not going to engage it. I'm just going to, you know, respond. So I said, after she said, have you seen the show Hollywood on Netflix? And I just replied. I said, I take it you're over our SpongeBob fallout. And then she replied (laughs) the next morning. (laughs) She replied the next morning and was like, okay, well, anyway, it's like blah, 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 blah. And then a couple of texts exchanged back and forth. And, uh this, that, the other thing. And I was still, I was being a bitch. I was being a little bit of a brat in this. And she said like, yeah, there's a lot of uh, this, that, the other thing in it. Like there's this, that, the other thing. No, she said there's a lot of gay sex in it. And I was just like driving and I just picked up my phone and I said, sounds gay. And I just threw my phone back on the couch and then, or the chair. I have a couch in my car for anybody wondering. I have a full couch. I guess you could consider the back seat of a car a couch. Yeah, it's pretty much a couch. (laughs) Pretty much close. But so I just said, she said there's a whole lot of gay sex in it. And I was like, sounds gay. And then she replied and said, "Uh, well, anyway, I'm off of work tomorrow and Friday. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, IDC. Phase one. (laughs) I do not care. (laughs) <laughs> and so I didn't reply and then a whole day goes by and the next morning she texted me again was like okay well don't say I never tried to hang out and I just didn't reply again Ooh, and you know what I call that boys Ooh. I call that sweet sweet sweet
0: victory yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think that's the episode, folks. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. else to end it. <laughs> oh, man. At Jimmy Sileski on everything. At Eric Glazer on everything. At LFTS Podcast on everything, folks. Till next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.